Hi there. Welcome to this episode of the Transforms Teacher Podcast, which is also being live streamed inside the Transformed Teachers Facebook group. If you are not already a member of the Transformed Teacher Facebook group, head on over to my website, thetransformedteacher.com, and you will be invited to join us and we would love to have you. It's a supportive and encouraging resource for any educator out there who is looking to thrive with less stress and more joy. If you're joining me live today, please say hello. Let me know how your January has been and let me know what you're looking forward to going into your week. I just gave a talk last week in Johnston County, North Carolina, and I like to start my Teach With Less Turbulence session with asking all the participants what they are grateful for because a grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. And when you're really thinking about that going into your week, what do you have to look forward to? What do you have to get excited about? You may think that there's nothing, but there's always something, whether it's the sun shining, even if it's intermittent, or whether it's the health of a loved one, whether it's a warm bowl of soup tonight, um, maybe a snuggle with a pet or a loved one, there's always something that we can be grateful for and it makes all the difference and it can totally change everything. Um, anyway, how are you doing? Let me know. I hope that your 2024 is off to a wonderful start. And what I always like to remind you of as you are going into your week and as you're going into, well, the next month is coming up in a few days, is that you've always got somebody in your corner. And I always like to tell teachers that I'm in their corner, but that can be hard to do when you feel like your mistakes are overwhelming you. You can feel like you're backed into a corner sometimes. You can feel like you're backing yourself into a corner because you think, oh gosh, if you only knew what I, what I had done or, or how I'm really feeling, then you would just think I'm hopeless. <laughs> and the truth is, I absolutely would not think that because I've been there, we've all been there. We've all sort of made these mistakes in our lives or in our professional lives or personal lives that we feel are just you know awful things that we can never um, come back from. What I'm going to share with you today is a story, and of course, today's episode is titled Three Ways Your Mistakes Can Be Transformed into Miracles, and this story has to do with a student, and her name is Catherine, and I first met Catherine in the fall of 2000, oh, I don't know, 2004, which was when I first started teaching. I was... Um, long-term guest teaching at a private school in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I had a little reading group and she was in the group and she was lovely. She was in fourth grade. She was bright and inquisitive and attentive. And she really cared a lot about her classmates. She was kind of quiet, but she was still sort of a leader. And she was very self-possessed, even at the age of like nine or 10 years old. I just remember feeling this kinship with this little kid, Catherine. She was very, um, bright, like I said. And I don't mean just bright in, as, in, as far as her intellect, but bright as far as her personality. She, she was really shining her light. And so I was so delighted about five years later when I became a full-time teacher at high school when I saw her name on my roster. And I couldn't believe it that five years later, I had had her in fourth grade and now here she was in my ninth grade English class. And she was just as lovely as a human being as she was when she was a little girl, but now she was growing into a young adult. And she was in this very small class in the afternoon. 
And because it was so small, there were only about 15 kids in there, we really got to bond and they explored a lot of different um, skills and concepts related to English. And she was just a total delight. And I realized that over the past five years, all the mistakes that I had been making that Catherine never had to see in my first years of teaching, with that class, this magic came about because all of the things that I had been, you know, thinking were the right thing that we tend to do when we're first starting out teaching that really are not the best decisions. Well, I had learned from them. I had actually learned. I had been told not to do things, but then when I was like, oh, let me just try it and see what happens. You know how your mentors tell you? Uh, that's probably not a good idea to do that. And you're like, well, really? Uh, let me just see. And then you're like, yes, my mentors were exactly right. <laughs> well, I had learned from those things. And so in my fifth year of teaching, I believe it was, when she was a little ninth grader in my classroom, it really felt like we were in the flow. And it felt like I had been allowed some grace because having made those mistakes gave me insight. And I really believe that our mistakes as human beings and as educators are gold because they give us wisdom. They give us experiences that allow us to know, don't make that choice, make that choice, and so on and so forth. But after that class came her 10th grade year and she was again in my class, except this time, the class that she landed in was a class that I actually wrote about in my first book, um, Captured Fireflies. And it was a very challenging class. Let me know if you have had classes like that. I'm sure you have. You try every tool in your tool belt as an educator and you're just not able to get that magic that you've had in other classes. You know what I mean? It's sort of a tough place to be. When she came into that class, I was really grateful for her, for her light that I was talking about before because not just her intellectual you know capacity but also her her brightness her her joy she was able to really shine her light in that class and it made it a little bit more bearable for me the funny thing was is that because i had made those mistakes in all my first years of teaching and because i was learning from them i was able to go through the pain of that class and i mean pain like i was crying <laughs> Have you ever been there when a class is just so difficult that it literally makes you feel like you just want to burst into tears? Um, and this was a class of, of high school sophomores, like a big class, about 30 kids. And after I sort of picked myself up after the, the whole you know emotional turmoil that I was going through, I showed up the next day and we had sort of a big class discussion about the dynamic in the class and what we could all do to help change it going forward. And what happened was nothing short of a miracle. And I changed as a teacher on that day. I had really been thinking that I could just run the show and I could be the dictator in the classroom. And if I was strict enough, then I could change everything. But that's not where the real change was coming from. The change was coming from vulnerability and humility that I sort of tried to, to lead the way with the class and then they sort of open their hearts a little bit as well. And we just really shared what we thought the problem was and what we could do moving forward. And I was a big part of the problem because I had thought that the more control I exerted, the more I would get results academically. But these kids were really bright and they knew better than that. They knew better than to be assigned a bunch of packets and worksheets. And so what we decided as a class was that we were gonna make class a lot more creative and collaborative. We planned some field trips outside of the classroom. 
They had so many wonderful ideas. And we ended that rest of that uh, semester on such a high note. And each one of them was able to come, not just Catherine, but each one of them was able to come and shine their bright light. And I remember in particular one young lady who would come into class and she would be like, oh gosh, do I have to be here again today? And then within a couple of weeks after we had had that big class meeting and we had figured out what needed to change when they had their input, she came up behind me one time when I was up at my you know, seat teaching and she put her arms around me and gave me a hug. I'll never forget that. And it was sort of her way of saying, I love you anyway, you know, despite your mistakes because you're changing. And it's never too late to change as an educator. It's never too late to take all those mistakes and say, okay, those happened. And I didn't maybe make the best decision, but I learned something from it. At least I made a decision. At least I made a choice. And I allowed it to fuel me to go forward instead of to stay stuck. And so I'm having the courage to change and do better. Now that I know better, I can do better. And so with our mistakes, we feel like they are worthless a lot of the times. We feel like there are ways that we need to feel ashamed or embarrassed. But what they really have allowed us to do is make a plan so that we can do better in the future and then we can make a change. And after we make that plan and make that change, then we can go out there and really make an impact. We may think that was the worst thing that could have ever happened and I just want to put it behind me. I don't wanna ever talk about it again. Let's just pretend like it never happened. <laughs> That's what is actually one of the greatest gifts as teachers when we actually look at it and we examine it and we use it as fuel for moving forward. So when you think about your most difficult day of teaching or if you are in if you're serving in another capacity in education, it may be difficult to look at it and to say, "Oh gosh, what went wrong and what could I have done better?" and then say, all right, since I can't change the past, what I can do right now is use those, you know, it's like data. I'm gonna look at it and say, what can I use from that experience so that when I move into the next phase of my life or into the next day or the next week, when I know better and I'm doing better, how can I make a better impact on others. And in my transformed program, which is what I use to help teachers who want to publish their books, we have um, a three phase part of it. We have three phases to the, to the program. Number one is make a plan. Number two is make a change. And number three is make an impact. And the funny thing is that I have just sort of noticed or, or been sort of spiritually guided, so to speak, to notice is that um, in my Keeping Your Light, the 12 sparks, there are 12 of them. And each of these sparks, I believe, have to do with make a plan, make a change, and make an impact. So the first four sparks are decide who you are and where you are going. This is my book, Keeping Your Light. <laughs> Determine your destination and become willing to do what you need to do so that you can feel joyful from the inside out. And then number two, intend to do whatever it takes to keep your light and protect your inner peace so that you can achieve and help create outer peace. Number three, commit. 
to creating the life of your dreams, whatever that looks like and feels like for you. Number four, ask for and be willing to believe that you are worthy of the physical, emotional, mental, and above all spiritual support that you need to thrive. The fifth spark is release. Release people, commitments, and limiting beliefs that keep you, I guess I should say instead of people, relationships mainly, um, or just people in your energy sphere. Release those things that are keeping you caged in fear, shame, and toxicity. Let go of those things that hold you back and do not serve your highest purpose or contribute to your whole well-being. The sixth spark is prepare to embody a transformed identity as someone who is free from unhealthy fear and able to create a plan to achieve a calmer, more energized, focused, and streamlined life. And the seventh spark is embrace who you are while discovering newfound courage and willingness to embody the ideals of your soul. And then the eighth spark is to claim positive, productive choices and exercise the power to spend your time and energy wisely. So these are my 12 sparks in the book. And one through four has to do with making a plan. Five through eight has to do with making a real change. And then nine through 12 have to do with making an impact. An impact, isn't that a great word? Impact. <laughs> so. Number nine is prioritize people, places, events, and commitments that matter most to your soul. Number 10 is nourish your body, mind, heart, and soul through safe and invigorating activities, food, and relationships. Number 11, cultivate your well-being on every level, recognizing your responsibility and role as a beacon for others. And number 12, shine your light and share your gifts with confidence and joy. So, all of those three different facets to becoming a transformed teacher. First, you make a plan, then you make a change, then you go out there and you make an impact, whether it's in your classroom, with your family, with your community, on social media, out in the world, whatever it may be, with your creative passion, whether it's service, whether it's art, whether it's something else that you really love to do, like starting a podcast or writing a book or creating an Etsy store or doing some woodworking, whatever it may be, whatever that thing is that lights you up, that allows you to reignite your spark, remember that your mistakes have prepared you for this journey that you can embark on at any time toward really unfolding and blossoming toward your best, most authentic self, AKA your soul, your true essence of who you are, not only as an educator, but as a human being. So your three ways that you can truly look at your mistakes as miracles are, number one, they allowed you to make a plan so that you could make a change and then go out there and number three, make an impact. You don't have to feel like those mistakes are eating you up. You can say, all right, I learned something. I'm going to use what I learned going forward and I'm going to continue making mistakes throughout my whole journey as a human on this earth and I can embrace them and recognize that with each one that I make or each one that others may make, we can learn something and we can become stronger and wiser and really help somebody else who's coming up along so that maybe they can avoid those mistakes. Um, I am so excited to share with you that over the past um, couple of months, I've had the opportunity to be speaking in schools in North Carolina. And if you are looking for really 
a, an invigorating, revitalizing session or workshop or, or keynote. I have a variety of different offerings that I can talk with you more about if you are a school leader or if you want to let your school leader know or whoever plans your professional development or if you've got any teacher work days coming up. I love, love, love traveling to schools in North Carolina only, my home state. I am a busy educator. In my 20th year, I'm also a mom of two, and so I don't have a lot of time to get on a plane and fly anywhere, but in-person is really my jam, even though online can be really special too and we can connect that way. But as far as giving this session, I only give it in person these days unless there's an extenuating circumstance. But I really, really love to meet teachers face-to-face -face, and having had the opportunity to do that um, a lot more over the past several weeks is something that... I'm hoping will be um, you something that you might need. And if you are, you can go to my website, thetransformedteacher.com, and you can find a link to book a free call. We'll just learn more about your school and what you might need there and what your teachers are really craving right now. I already know a lot about the current state of education as a teacher myself, and I'm here to tell you that there's actually a lot more hope than we would realize and there's a lot of tools when it comes to fueling our faith and keeping our light that can actually be simple and doable and not that complicated. So give me a call if you're looking for someone to come to your school, if you live in North Carolina. And if you are a teacher who is looking to publish your book, you can also reach out to me because I have some resources for you with that as well. I love helping educators remember our worth so that we can make a plan, make a change, make an impact, and go out there and shine our light. So let me know how I can support you today on your journey to thriving with less stress and more joy. Thank you so much for being with me today. And if nobody else tells you today, you rock. Have a wonderful week. Take care. Bye-bye.